Hey, Dreamers. Welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. So happy to have you here today. Sorry, I'm just adjusting the camera to the Facebook live feed. Again, if again, if you're not following me on Facebook, it's facebook.com uh, forward slash Pardo Joe, where you can check out the live stream on Mondays uh, for the pre- for this for what we're recording right now, the Dreamers Podcast pre-show. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Matt. Good morning. Good mo- yeah. Well, right. wait, oh, is it morning? No, afternoon. it's not morning. It's afternoon. afternoon. It's afternoon yeah. on Memorial Day. So uh, happy Memorial Day. Uh, super grateful for all of the uh, veterans and, and people in the military that, uh, well, specifically on Memorial Day, that gave their lives uh, so we could do things like this in this country uh, where in other countries, uh, I mean, there aren't many countries that wouldn't allow us to do stuff like this. But there are some countries out there. Well, we're not bashing the government, so it's there's some leniency there. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, and this time, actually, we are recording for uh, YouTube as well. So if you're if you're watching, uh, if you want to see the video afterwards, you can go to YouTube.com/slash/DJRom. Which actually, I need to get that updated. I think I can change my username on YouTube. I'm not sure, but I need to I need to get that changed to Super Joe Pardo to bring it. Bring it all together. Um, since DJ Rom is is a name of yester decade at this point, um, <laughs> and uh, doesn't have a whole lot of um, relevance at this point. It's, it's time to retire the name. That's well, I, you know, because I, I, if I was the DJ, I would be DJing as Joe Pardo, right? right. I wouldn't be DJing as Rom. Like yeah. that's just that's just me. But yeah. Uh, so this week we I went to uh, Camden, New Jersey. Uh, which, you know, Camden, New Jersey has a pretty bad reputation for being one of the most dangerous cities in New Jersey. But there's a section of Camden, New Jersey that's really nice. Like, yeah, I mean, you got to see it too, Matt, where there's like the Cooper Hospital and yeah. the uh, aquarium. The waterfront area is okay. The waterfront, right? Right up against the water. It, it's it's not only safe, but uh, it's nice. It's, it's, it's really well developed. Anyway, got to go there because uh, I got invited uh, by my friends over at uh, I think it's the company's name is Dino uh, or Dino, 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 something like that. Um, anyway, they were putting on a conference, like a small one night conference at, uh, at this place. And it was called the waterfront. Uh, I keep wanting to say waterfront adventures, but it's not waterfront <laughs> adventures It's waterfront ventures was the name of the event. And, uh, they had, uh, entrepreneurs from local area to here. So Philadelphia, uh, Delaware, uh, South Jersey, all come to one place. Uh, lots of startups were there. Got to meet a ton of people. I was live streaming for a while on Facebook Live, which was which was cool. Um, but then eventually, I was like, "All right, well, I need to you know turn it off um, and and get you know get get to where we're going here." And uh, hold on, just turning down the mic a little bit. Um, yeah, had a great time. Got to record. Uh, I think it was like four or five interviews with with startups or or successful entrepreneurs at this point and uh yeah so you after the jump after the pre-show uh on dreamers podcast if you're if you're watching this on monday you gotta wait till tuesday to, to listen to the interviews but we had a great time it was you know all live um it's a wonderful time so can't thank my guys Jonathan and Nick enough uh for having me out there and and being a part of this 
awesome time and they had a ton of people i mean they had people they, they had people standing in the back of the room and it was a big big room so if you uh did get to see that facebook live video like you, if you saw all the chairs the, every chair was filled up <laughs> plus they had people standing in the back um they had more vendors there than they could even fit into like the the hallway thing like before you walked into the room mm-hmm. so they had vendors like lined around the side of the room as well it was it was wonderful it was a great experience um really thankful for them having me out and then, of course, I locked myself out of my car. So uh, I called up Matt, and Matt came, uh, you know, came over to my house, grabbed the key, and brought it to me. Which is, it's like twenty minutes, 10, you know, 15, 20 minutes from here. Um, so thanks, Matt. Thank you for that. Thanks for being there. Oh, you're welcome. You know, it wouldn't be much of a podcast without you. So, oh, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah. So the let's see. Uh, it's Memorial Day again. That's super, super thankful to all the veterans out there, uh, and the and, and specifically on this day to the ones that uh, gave gave everything um, for for what they believed in and what we believe in, which is America. Uh, I don't think we talked about this last week, but we've raised a thousand dollars for Give Kids the World. All right, uh, total. So that's that's awesome. Uh, it, it it makes it uh so worth it, and makes it so that the the um the total for next year has to be even higher. As as talking to uh to a new friend of mine, she's like, "Well, then you know the total has to be fifteen hundred <laughs> next year, right?" And I'm like, "Well, we'll see." That's a lot. That's a lot of bread, but that's okay. That's all right. We're gonna, we're going to, uh, we're gonna make it happen. Next year will be even bigger and better. And uh, hopefully, since we won't have a newborn in the house, we'll have a party and we'll we'll be doing it bigger and better next year. Yeah. So yeah. So there's that. Uh oh! While I was at the Waterfront Ventures, I got to meet a guy named, and I'm blanking on his name. He's, I did an interview with him. I thought his name was Dan. His name is Dan, and he runs the Hope Works in in Cam- North Camden. And basically, uh, like 15 years ago, there was a priest, or uh, I think it was a priest. Uh, I could be mistaken, um, but he, you know, there's like a head churchman of of sorts, and um, he was like, "Oh, we have all these kids that are like homeless and." They have no direction, or they dropped out of school, or, or something like that, or they've been trafficked. Did no, I always want to say trafficked. Did did trafficked. Right. And uh, anyway, he was like, "Well, what do kids like, Matt? What do kids like? They like computers. They love computers. And in 2000, it was a brand new thing that like nobody else was doing. Literally, no one else, because there people are just starting to get on board now with other like other um." other organizations looking to do a similar thing. So they take the kids in, they help them get their GEDs, they help them get their uh, degrees, and they've actually set up companies so these kids learn skills about pro like programming, and they've set up three companies to take the kids in and um, utilize them as interns, and the interns get paid anywhere between 10 and $17 an hour, which is absolutely awesome. So you're taking kids that had um, virtually no hope Giving them a skill that that puts them ahead of many of their peers, um, and, and and in some cases, people who aren't even their peers who don't know how to program or don't have a, a computer-based skill that does pay very well, 
and then you're you're giving oh and they and they even let them stay um they give them housing for up to two years on top of that so they're they're really set up to give them an opportunity that no like nobody else would be giving them um and and in some cases it's you know it's tough for them to to be able to do it on their own but yeah it's absolutely phenomenal so uh not only did i get to interview him so you'll hear the interview after the jump um after the pre-show but uh, I'm going to be going, taking a tour and get, and having a talk with them uh, about how I can help out, you know, whether it's speaking or helping, you know, teach some kids uh, stuff about WordPress or, I mean, my, my knowledge of programming is, is still is pretty limited um, to old, old stuff at this point, but there's a lot that I can teach them in, in other ways, uh, whether it's through, you know, helping them start up a podcast for hope works or, or something to that effect. So we'll, we'll definitely, I'll definitely be working with them in the very near future, which is, which is awesome. So glad I got to, to meet them. Uh, let's see. Okay. So speaking of upcoming things, other than going to hope works, um, to, to maybe see what, how I can help. Uh, I have three count them three speaking engagements coming up. Uh, one has actually been going on, and I want to talk about this a little bit later, Matt, about keeping promises and feeling really guilty about dropping the ball because I, I have dropped the ball on this. Um, yeah, it, it's not – I mean, I, I try not to do it often, but it, it, it happened. Uh, the podcast podcastsuccesssummit.net, if you go there and you're thinking about starting up a podcast or you have a podcast or you're just getting started and you want to learn more – uh, the podcast success summit.net is a great, great, great opportunity to learn from some of the best and biggest podcasters, uh, out there today. And it's, it's kind of like a conference, right? So, but the conference is over the, it's over the internet and it's go at your own pace. And I'm one of the guys and girls, uh, one of the peoples that are, that, that are speaking at this, uh, at this online summit. So I was on day back on day blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> can't speak. I was back on day six. Uh, I, I'm not sure which day day six was, but we're uh, and what they were at at the moment. But it goes all the way until June. Oh man, uh, June 9th, I think it was June. Yeah, June 9th. So it started back on May 16th. It goes to June 9th. So we're we're like about in the midway point, uh, a little past the midway point right now. Um, and I'll have links in the show notes at um, dreamerspodcast.com so you can go and find out exactly how to to get you know to get there. Um, I do have an affiliate link if you I gotta actually I think I gotta set that up. So that we'll talk about promises later because uh, there there's I, I definitely feel bad about not getting on this or mentioning it in in other shows or, or putting it out there on my email lists and stuff like that. So, I feel bad. It's been really, really busy um, in in my defense, but that's not an excuse. Procrastination. Yeah, so we'll get to procrastination at the end, I, I promise. Yeah. Speaking of promises. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> uh, the other thing I'm speaking at, I think I've mentioned this. I know, actually, I know I've mentioned this in the past. Um, uh, the Kittypreneur Expo. Uh, you can go to just the number four the letter U expo.com. I'll, of course I'll have this in the show notes, uh, Sunday, June 12th. I'll be speaking to, um, children, entrepreneurs. Uh, they're actually expecting upwards of 500 attendees, 
Uh, so I, I'm gonna need to order some more books. That's that's for sure. I, I've been putting it off and putting it off, but I need to. I've been procrastinating on it, right. but I actually need to do it so that the books get here uh, in time. Since oh June tw- oh whoa 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 June 12th is gonna be here before I know it. Yeah, it's uh well not even. Oh weeks. no, man! I'm gonna not be able to get the books in time. Oh man. Okay. All right. So I need to stop procrastinating. I gotta stop procrastinating. Uh, and, and I need to, I need to actually like do that today. I need to place that order. Cause I think I'm going to have to maybe pay for some extra shipping costs mm-hmm. to get it here in time. Very unfortunate news for Joe. <laughs> um, let's see. The other thing I got going on is Philly pod talk meetup. So if you're in the Philly area, you know, the tri-state area, Philadelphia, uh, June 22nd, six 30, we're, we're going to be in Fishtown. And I'll be speaking about, and I'm trying to remember what the topic I'm supposed to talk about because I had to write the speech still. Uh, it was, I think it was getting guests, how to get, you know, how to land those guests on your podcast. So uh, I definitely, um, yeah, I got, I got to get on that too because that's June 22nd. So I have a little bit more time on that, but, but still, I gotta, I gotta get on that. Gotta, gotta get on that. So yeah, uh, Fish Island, I'll have the, the address and all that, or not the address, I'll have the website address so you can go to the meetup.com link in, in the show notes at dreamerspodcast.com. Uh, so now I'm going to talk about um, uh, disappointment. Okay. So I, I, I got, I, I had I did to deal with a little bit of disappointment on, when was that, Friday. I got uh, so remember I told you about the the Cleveland uh, ordeal right like I might be going out to Cleveland they were interested in having me and all that so I, I got um, I reached out because it was Tuesday they were supposed to go over the stuff I reached out on Thursday so I gave two days you know just to see how things go uh, Thursday I reached out Friday I heard back and unfortunately they decided that they were the you know they were going to go in a different direction but she seemed positive about it cuz she's like oh well, I still want to buy your your book you know I'm still going to buy your book and and all that and uh you know I I sent an email you know hey you know if uh you know if, if there's any events coming up in the future that you you know you could use my services I would love to to come out to Cleveland uh it, it's actually pretty close to uh Cedar's Point like um i think within like 100 miles of cedar's point so i know melissa was really excited about the idea like oh cool i could go to cleveland and you can go speak and then we can go to cedar's we'll have a reason to go to cedar's point because we'll be right in the backyard of it so that which um unfortunately so i'm not going to be speaking in cleveland but uh it's just you know dealing with that disappointment of like okay i, I was really um positive on this i thought that i was going to get Oh, it's not Cedar Cedar's Point. It's Cedar Point, as Jenna pointed out in the Facebook live chat. Again, you can go to facebook.com slash Pardo Joe, uh, Pardo like me and Joe like me, to uh, to, to watch these on Saturdays. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. So, I, I really uh, just wanted to, to, to talk about, like, the idea of, like, okay, so, you know, it's, okay, it's disappointing, but, like, it doesn't bother me right like i i mean at this point i've been denied for a couple of different things that i thought i was like i'm gonna be perfect for this and apparently i wasn't the perfect choice for it so it's 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 disappointing but at the same time it is what it is oh bothers me so you know bothers me i I think you should be more upset about it but uh i think you're taking it pretty well at the same time even though you know (laughs) 
you had to chase out there and get an answer. They they could have told you on Tuesday. Somebody dropped. Well, they the didn't have there. to tell me anything, Matt. Right. They could have just been like, "We're not going to call you back. We're not going to send an email." If you email. make a promise to say, "Hey, I'll let you know by a certain date," you know, you should make an effort to follow up on that. Follow up on that. Well, that. She, follow up on that. They didn't make that promise, right? So, so her her thing was was well, we'll be making those decisions on Tuesday, right? So maybe they can get together on Tuesday. That's why I waited an extra day. Right. I wasn't like, oh, no, it's Tuesday night. I got to send that email. You know, you give some breathing room, which is generally a good thing in, in you know, generally a good thing in, in general, in general. But uh, but, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to reach out and, and let them know. I'm like, hey, I'm still interested. But at the same time, like, I didn't want to be annoying about it. Mm-hmm. And and but it's cool. Like, like I said, she look, still going to buy the book. Uh, and, and that's that's awesome. Super pumped about that. Anybody that that wants to support what I do and how I do it, uh, really, really excited about. That's all right. You're moving on to the next thing. Yeah, and there's there's plenty of things to move on to. That's that's for sure. So speaking of moving on to the next thing, Matt, we're just like flying through these topics today. Uh, well, we haven't even really hit any top like real real topics. Um, so on Friday night, or was it was a Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. I sent you a text message, right, Matt? Mm-hmm. And it said, hey, uh, what do you think of this idea? And it's called BoxySwap. And you were like, well, I Googled it and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I thought this was like something, like, you know, some new internet thing I wasn't aware of. I was like, oh, yeah, the box. I think I've heard of that. Boxy, right? Yeah, yeah let me go look it up. And no, nothing. Nothing, right. It doesn't exist. It didn't so, exist. I'm like, man, I'm really out of touch. I don't even know about BoxySwap. What's wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so Melissa and I had this idea, uh, that kind of grew out of, I got my first PO box for the business, for this, this thing I call a business. And, uh, I was like, oh, well, what's a great way for people to send me letters or send me things to the PO box that, um, you know, so I have a reason to go check it more than once a month, the kind of thing. Right. And I was like, well, what if we, what, you know, what if we set up like some giveaways or something like that? And then people kind of responded and, and I had a little bit of a feedback of like, oh, well this, this sounds cool. And then I was like, well, wait, what if instead of people sending me stuff, what if people send me stuff? And I sent that stuff to somebody else. And that's how BoxySwap got started. Um, so that was like Thursday. And then on Friday we came up with the name. That's when I texted you. And then we spent, Melissa and I spent Friday night from like. I don't know, like eight o'clock at night, all the way till almost three a.m. Working on putting together the website, shooting a short little video explaining what it is. Now we're going to get a better video. Um, it, we just wanted something to go there where we explain what it is. Uh, yeah, and and so far uh, we've had a pretty positive response. Uh, still tra- waiting to get some more customers in so that we can get this thing really rolling. But so far, I I. I I think it's a really great idea, but there's been some hurdles that I wouldn't mind be, you know, talking about like, like there was a question that was brought up like, okay, well, what, what guarantee do I have that I'm not going to, you know, buy something or send something of some kind of value, whether say it was $5, right? Mm-hmm. I send something of $5 and I put it in an envelope, which we say use no bigger than a padded, um, priority envelope which a priority envelope uh padded envelope is 680 six dollars and 80 cents to ship it anywhere in the u.s which is great the problem is is that now if you 
got something that fits in that envelope, you send it to us for six eighty. So now you're at five dollars plus six eighty. You're at eleven eighty. Plus, it costs ten dollars to be subscribed to the service. So now you're at twenty one dollars, which is fine. I I don't think twenty one dollars is too much considering what other companies offer. Now they offer a lot more stuff, but it's it's in a it's different, right? So like a loot crate um, is right. like twenty some dollars a month. Um, so, and if you have the stuff that you want to send out, then you didn't have to pay the $5 and blah, blah, blah. And if it's smaller than the padded envelope, then it's a lot cheaper to ship. But the problem is that $10, we have to ship it, right? So, so if it's, if we had to ship it in a padded envelope, that's 680. So now we're down to, um, just, just over $3 left on the table plus fees that we have to pay like for, you know, processing the money. Uh, plus we were going to do we're donating 5% to give kids the world of the 5% of the profits. So it doesn't leave a lot of money on the table for like advertising purposes. It doesn't leave a lot of money on the table for other stuff. Now that's why in my opinion, I had this idea and, and maybe, maybe I could still run this through dreamers podcast. Uh, well, I, I think that the other thing that I, I have an issue with, um, or have an issue with trying to think of myself, like, what stuff would I send to BoxySwap if I was a customer? I was imagining it'd be unique items like somebody would uh, put in some artwork, some writing, um, something small like a little paper mache thing. Just you know anything that somebody wants to share with somebody else. Uh, or like I said, it could be something inspirational. Could be could be a book. Could be a, a mixtape. I mean, I don't know. Whatever whatever thing that you think. Uh, would make somebody's day or or like, they would find useful. I mean, it, it's so open-ended. It really, it could be, <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to say, like, what, what people, what are they going to use it for? I, I don't know. Well, that's, but, the, uh, that's the thing. And the, and the question is, like, okay, well, if I spend end up spending, like, $21 to send something and receive something. Right. Now I get something in the mail, and what guarantee do I have that it's – has any kind of worth now now to add to that we also want people to write a note or a letter explaining the uniqueness or the why something that they chose to send was special in the first place like what like why is this local to you where you live or you know something to that effect but at the same time like there's no guarantee that what you get now now obviously melissa and i would be trying to make it we would we would be trying to make a great experience for everybody. Cause that's, that's what I'm all about is great experiences. But what guarantee, what promise does the customer necessarily have going into it that they're going to get a product that's of equal uniqueness or special, uh, speciality. I don't know if that's even a word, uh, that, that we're, that's worth, you know, their $21. Well, there wouldn't be any guarantee, but, uh, you know, but it's, for me, it's a matter of perspective. Like, if you're looking at it in terms of, uh, you know, financial value, what am I getting out of it? Then I think you're looking at it the wrong way. It's more of, hey, what am I contributing to this experience, to this uh, this project, you know, this thought experiment? It is an experiment, that's for sure. Because I was trying to find other services like it, and there apparently isn't. You know, but putting something in and expecting to get something out of equal value, it's most likely not going to happen. I mean, there's no guarantee. So well, it just... not e- it doesn't have to be equal value, but like the question of because then a lot of a lot of people went straight to the whole like, well, why can't I fill out a survey and then you can send me stuff based upon what I want? 
or what I'm into. And I was like, well, that's really granular and costs money to get that granularity going right it's it's a business at that point you know you're you're a store you're marketing good you're like ebay <laughs> uh, yeah exactly except I, I was like okay we have what inventory do i have okay well this person likes this this person likes right. this this person likes this but you, you can't match like, those prices like you're not amazon.com you don't have no. a big warehouse full of stuff you're like oh, okay let me just grab that and well that's why i was like hey if we had like a monthly subscription service where we didn't have to buy the inventory people sent us the inventory and we redistributed that inventory in a in a unique uh special way then all of a sudden like we don't like we don't have to but like i said to get that granular level because you have to keep the notes with the with the packages and then you have to do it all within like a week's time because it's all going to get shipped out by like the 15th and that's you know assuming they're shipping like pre-packaged goods i was thinking more along the lines of like hey here's a story from my family I want to pass on to somebody or, Hey, here's like, you know, unique drawing that I, you know, I, I put together, you know, just, just something creative and more, more homemade, less, Hey, I went to Kmart and, you know, here's a, here's a stuffed frog. I shoved it in an envelope. <laughs> uh, yeah. I shoved it. Yeah. yeah that, well, that's, well, that's the thing. I, I, I don't want that. So, right. so that's why I was thinking, and I was talking to Melissa about this last night, but she wasn't too, like, cra- like she wasn't as crazy about it as she is for BoxySwap. Now, I love the name. I love the the the, the little character that she she created, uh, Boxy, and and I I love all that. But but the thing is, is I was thinking something along the lines of almost like a like a fortune cookie, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you now if you if you go from and and the other the other side of that is like it's so open ended BoxySwap that it actually becomes a problem, in my opinion, for for the customers for the subscribers to like come up with neat things now it could be a challenge and there, there probably is a subset of people out there that really would love that challenge to find something that's really unique right to be like oh i sent this and then because the idea is the other idea was is as we're opening these packages we could take pictures of it to get more people excited about boxy swap like land look, look at this you might receive this awesome thing that somebody made or somebody sent or something like that but the thing is with boxy swap it's so it's I think it's a little too open ended. Um, where it's like if we had made it specifically for people who want to make and that's a whole thing about niching, right? We right. gotta make it for people who are specific to a certain niche. So like arts and craftsy people or mm-hmm. scrapbooking type people or something like that. All of a sudden the value proposition I think melts away because it's like, well, in order to, to send something out, in order to receive something, you already have to qualify yourself as I, I'm a person who makes art or I'm a person who does scrapbooking or I'm a person who makes cards right. and now I'm going to send, you know, exchange cards between those people. Um, so I, I mean, I, I love the idea of box swap, but like I said, between the two, the two things is it's, I think it's a little too open-ended. Um, and, and, and because of the open-endedness, it, you know, the value proposition is what ends up being put on the table in my opinion. All right, so obviously there's some more thought that's got to go into it. Maybe uh, we'll scrap Boxy Swap version 1.0, rebuild it from the ground up, come back with 2.0 with a, a more focused vision, a more uh, condensed business plan, so to speak. And uh, you know, I hate to even call it a business plan, but well, I mean, it's literally like a, we call it a pop up business, and we literally put it together in from eight to 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, so it was, it was like a business jam, if you will, where <laughs> yeah, we, we, we just sat here and we, we cranked it out. Um, and, and, and that's the thing, like, and now that the, the foundation has been laid, 
like I could easily make. So I was thinking. So so let me go back to my, my where I where I would like to go. All right. So for me, I would like to see uh, people writing inspirational letters, um, stickers, anything that could fit into an envelope. Right. Not like a big padded envelope. Not like so so an envelope. So so the price would be anywhere between like forty. Well, I don't know what's the stamp cost at this point. Forty nine cents. 42 yeah i don't know it's, it's been a long time since I, I don't even know what a stamp costs but and it's funny because i go to the post office almost every day so you get something that's like 46 cents and you send it off to this this service and then what we do is we we take those and we send we redistribute them out to to people so then there is no value proposition because it's all stuff that people wrote or some maybe some maybe something that somebody printed out maybe it's a drawing that somebody did or a a small painting or it, like i said it's a magnet that they that they created or a pin or a button anything that could fit into an envelope and it's inspirational right that's the whole thing so it go to me it's like it goes along with what you know the dreamer dreamers podcast stands for it goes along with what i stand for it's, it goes along with with that kind of stuff, and I and I feel like it could be niche to people who uh, love subscription services, but also love to receive mail. And I also think it's good for kids, right? So for with kids, um, they like receiving letters. You know, it's like, hey, kid, here's my junk mail. Take my junk mail. Right. Uh, we don't, you know, something more than that, right? And it's like that you could get kids involved with that. So I, I I think I see the vision for for that because because it's niche, but that, the same at the same time, like we could easily run both. If, if you know if we could find the audience for Boxy Swap, like people who really just want to send creative, neat things, um, as well as whatever this other you know service would be called, like there, I think there's an opportunity for both there. And and because I can actually advertise for whatever that you know the envelope services right. from here. Like from Dreamers podcast, I I love that idea. Um, so we'll we'll see. Like I, we got to come up with a name. We got to come up with a little envelope face, like our boxy. <laughs> if you haven't checked out boxyswap.com, check it out. Like there, scroll down and just check out the the uh, the awesome logo that that my wife Melissa made um, of of boxy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so. So look for for more updates on that soon, because uh, we're de- we're definitely going to be updating uh, towards that because this this isn't going away uh, any anytime soon for sure. Uh oh. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was, and we we started to talk about it a little bit earlier, and how I I've been dropping the ball on podcastsuccesssummit.net, and uh, you know I, I like I, I like I I feel bad because I haven't been keeping my promises that I was like going to share it out and send it to my email list and all that stuff. Like I really feel, I feel like a jerk and it's, <laughs> it's, I, I do because I, I made the promise that I was going to make this happen. And then I didn't. Oh, what a jerk. Yeah. It, yeah. What a jerk indeed. Um, so, so I know, you know, a lot about, about keeping promises, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's tough, right? It is tough, you know. I try not to make promises. Uh, more of the school thought of, uh, you know, like what was it? Uh, delivering 
was it under under promise over deliver something under like under promising over delivering uh i don't know if under promising is the is the not, start to the that right word, but, but something to that effect yeah yeah because you know sometimes things are just outside your control like it's easy to say okay in in the moment this is what i want to do this is what i plan to do but then inevitably something happens and then sometimes you just you know life catches up with you and you just can't you know meet your uh meet your goals or you know meet your promises so if anything you know a promise in the short term is not bad but something that's like oh yeah two months from now i'll totally be there for this thing we'll, we'll get this all together and then my car broke down or you know i, I whatever well bad things happen yeah, i mean that's happen. not that's not unusual right no but it does it's st- it does like to me it still makes me feel like a jerk if because if i can't follow through like aside from being in an accident or something like that like even if a car breaks down like i'll try to borrow a car from somebody like i i really hate breaking those promises and that's right. one of the reasons why i put such a high stock in my calendar in fact for christmas i sent you and paul and i believe jason yeah i sent jason a calendar a physical calendar for christmas because of the fact that you guys really stink at putting stuff in your calendars and if you do put in your calendars it's still no guarantee that you're going to actually remember to check the calendar so i need a calendar for any a reminder thing for your calendar for your calendar and your phone for my stuff <laughs> oh we're not here to talk about us we're here to talk about you so i think the key thing is that you're not somebody who you know makes a habit of breaking promises and in you know, you're a stand-up guy. People know that you go out of your way to, to get things done. Things are going to happen. You're honest about it. Say, look, you know, this happened, whatever. It's not like, a, oh, yeah, there's that, that Joe guy's making those empty promises again. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, if Joe couldn't, you know, Joe couldn't keep up his promise, we can safely assume something major happened. Or, you know, plus the fact that, as I said before, I feel you got too much on your plate, and you're you're always put more on it. I know we just talked about how we're putting more on you know, with swap, <laughs> and uh, and that you know that contributes to it. it. Makes it hard to keep up these obligations because there's there's always something else that you know has got to get done. And and the thing is, whatever is right in front of you at the time is like the number one priority. Well, it's a lot, Ava, a lot of times. You know, and people are always shoving things in front of you, and then everything else gets shuffled off to the side, and it's like, well, what happened to this thing? What happened to that thing? Well. I can only deal with what's right in front of me. Like, okay, the person on the phone and the email over here, I, 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 they're not right in front of me right now. Like, I, I can only deal with one thing at a time. And it sucks, but, I mean, without, like, an army of assistants, I don't see how else you could <laughs> you could juggle all these things. Well, we'll get there. That's yeah. that's for sure, Matt. Um, yeah, well, it's not just about me, right? So, I, I like, I'm not – I was just trying to use my – uh, shortcoming with with replying to uh, four emails and stuff like that mm-hmm. as, as an example, but um, but you know I, I I just I feel bad because like I was supposed to and that the the emails were back on like the sixteenth and the seventeenth of May. I mean it's still May, but it's been a while. Um, and I, I apologize to him already once because I wasn't able to. Uh, that I because I, I didn't go through and, and do all the sharing, but I, I I feel like well at least there's still time right, so it's still it's still June 9th uh, is the summit, so I I feel like I can make I can still make good on it somehow, 
by like sharing it out and and all that and um i just it, it just it's been so busy now now with that said a lot you know talking to people a lot of people have like made the excuse for me well you know you have a kid now so i i don't expect you to do it it's like no it doesn't work that way for me <laughs> for me like i need to be able to do both i need to be able to be there and get the things done that needs to be done uh when you know with ava or or whatever right so like for that's just to me like i i try i don't really want excuses to be part of what i am and who i what i do no you don't want excuses to be uh part of who you are but on the other hand there's a reasonable expectation of delays when you're dealing with a child who has their own timetable and you know they're not gonna you know respect your you know dad's schedule because they don't have no concept of what that is (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you you can't just you know the the baby's always going to come first you can't put the baby off to the side Right. Yeah, oh no, no, I agree. But you know, it's like it's like this guy said. Uh, you, you know, it's like, oh, how how do you have so much time when we're playing hockey, like on the rink? Like how like how do you create? He's like, well, I just create it. I create time. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the thing. It's like you're only going to make time for things that you want to make time for, right? And that's sure. that's pretty apparent. But. That's why I don't try to commit to everything every anymore like I like I used to, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and and I also am trying to not do like a lot of things for free anymore either. Like I yeah. used to be like, oh, I'd be the first to volunteer. Like, yeah, sure, let's do it, let's mm-hmm. make it happen. Um, because time, you know, I only have a very limited amount of time, and and while we all have limited amount of time in life, like you know all that, but experiences count for something. Um, actually a lot of things. So, so to me, it's like, okay, well now, now that I have Ava taking up a lot of my time, it's monopolizing that time for everything else. So I had to be more selective with the things that I pick because there was, you know, I I used to be, Oh, I'll I'll just stay up all night and do it. And I'll, it's whatever. And then it wasn't, Hmm. you know, now it's not, it's not that way anymore. So it's 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 just it's just difficult it's 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 difficult for me to to make those concessions that i once uh thought that i could um so yeah there's there's that uh so i i, I apologize to my boy jan uh for not for not being more on this whole sharing thing because I, I wanted to get you know shared out and i wanted people to uh you know to go check it out especially if you want to have a podcast that's that's the important part or you have a podcast or you're just getting started like it's a great opportunity to learn from really i mean these people on these on this list is it's really an honor to be included amongst these people um i mean i can start naming names but but there's just too many names to, to mention here and i'm friends with quite a few of them uh so it's it's absolutely an honor um on so many levels so uh speaking of time though uh uh we do i do have to go get ready because it is memorial day so i hope everyone's enjoying their memorial day and uh i do need to get ready to go to a uh i guess a barbecue i'm not really i'm not really sure if it's a barbecue or not but but i'm assuming i'm assuming that there will be something grilled could be a speaking event we don't Uh, know yeah it could be (laughs) so uh in the in the in the well, we, we you might have seen this coming, but we'll have to put off procrastinating talking about <laughs> dealing with procrastination until next week. Uh, dun, 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 dun. 
Yeah, well, who who didn't see that coming? <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt, I really appreciate you uh, coming on again, as always. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on short notice. I mean, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it today, but luckily I, I snuck away for a little bit, you know, again, trying to trying to make time. Um, yes, yes. I'm glad that you were able to make time, too, because I probably would have just put it together without doing the, the live show this week hmm. um, or the pre-show, if you will. Uh, yeah, check for all the uh, links to all the speaking events and stuff in the show notes at dreamerspodcast.com. And, of course, if you want, uh, go to facebook.com slash Joe to click the follow button. And then you can watch these, uh, these pre-shows live and interact uh, live through Facebook Live when they go. I don't know. We're always – actually, this is the first time we've done it pretty early. Uh, and early being early afternoon <laughs> rather than late afternoon in a while. So uh, try to hit for the morning, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, also, you can go to YouTube and slash youtube.com slash DJ Rom, which I got to get that name changed, and I will at some point. It's one of those things on my to-do list uh, to check out the YouTube video uh, after the fact. So, and I'll probably throw, the, throw this YouTube video in um, – uh, on the show notes as well at on dreamerspodcast.com. So, uh, stay tuned for after the jump. We have people like Alex Gilbert from Red Queen, uh, Jim Shulman from uh, LC LC Nor. I don't, I didn't ask him how I pronounce how you pronounce it. Matt. How would you pronounce that? The, the, the this one down here, uh. El Sonora. Oh, maybe it is El Sonora. I don't know. I I could be wrong. I'm showing it to Facebook Live. If anybody knows how to pronounce that (laughs) name, the big name next to the little castle. Um, I apologize, Jim. Uh, Jim. Jim Shulman. I'm I'm losing it. At least get his first name right. Uh, Greg Starr from Carvertize. Matt, did you hear back from Carvertize yet? I have not. Carvertize, I'm I'm eagerly awaiting a call back. Greg, you're on notice, man. Get back to my man, Matt. He drives a lot of miles every single day and wants to use your service. uh, No pressure. My man, Dan uh, Roten. I think, or Raton, I, I'm so bad at names, uh, from HopeWorks. Uh, go check it out uh, at HopeWorks.org. All of them will be in the, uh, be, will be interviews. In fact, actually, there's an interview with me at the event because Jim decided to ask me questions as soon as I mentioned that I had uh, a baby. Oh, so, so yeah, so there's a little interview with, with yours truly uh, after the jump. So, again, thank you. I hope everyone has a wonderful Memorial Day, and uh, take care. Joe, I have a challenge for you. What, what's that, Matt? I want you to give me a way to support the Dreamers podcast that's not only easy, but it's not going to cost me any money. Buy stuff on Amazon. Really? Yes. Go to superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon. Update your bookmark for Amazon to that link, superjoepardo.com forward slash, forward slash Amazon. Every time you make a purchase, I get money. Joe, in the time it took you to describe that, I've already done it, and I'm a slow typer. You know what? Why don't you go buy some uh, Mavis Typing Tutor on Amazon using the superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon and help contribute to Dreamers Podcast. It'll be here in two days. Thanks, Amazon Prime. 
Hey, I'm Joe Pardo, and uh, this is the, this is the Dreamers Podcast live here at uh, Waterfront Ventures here in Camden, New Jersey, which is awesome uh, to bring such an awesome event with so many startups and entrepreneurs here in South Jersey. So I'm being uh, joined right now because this episode is not the normal, like, in my studio type thing. Obviously, we're not, not in my studio. Uh, of course, we're on Facebook Live to uh to stream as well and i'm joined right now by jim and what was your last name shulman jim shulman that's shulman. correct jim. Shulman. i was close I'm, I'm really bad at names so like usually uh <laughs> i usually take a couple times to get a name proper uh the, like the last name not jim i I'm not, I, I know how to say jim properly <laughs> we're making headway <laughs> yes yes so uh jim why don't you give a little bit of back, back uh, background about yourself and how uh why you're here tonight uh, to get started. Well, I'm here tonight because there's an amazing man that's really one of the organizers. His name is Jonathan. He is incredible. He's right over there. He's in, over there. He has Woo. done amazing things already with the tech community in Camden. He has an incredible vision for the city and what it can become. And as far as I'm concerned, if he said come, my answer is what date and how high do I jump? <laughs> well, I, I don't blame you. I mean, that was how uh, the impression that I got when I first got to meet Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's awesome to get to be here. I'm so thankful that he invited me to come and represent podcasting in the Middle Atlantic Podcast Conference mm-hmm. and, the, you know, Dreamers Podcast and so many other things that I'm mm-hmm. involved with. Um, but, Jim, so what, tell, tell me a little bit about your business. My business is Elsinore Business Associates, and it's a fancy name for coaching entrepreneurs. Ah, I okay. have hung out with entrepreneurs for over three decades, and in my time I have sold everything from auto restoration equipment to high technology products to one company engaged me to sell natural herbal-based personal lubricants to fundamentalist Christian women. Wow. And I'll just, I'll note that I did not look for that one. (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, that's quite a, quite a uh, uh, resume, if you will, of Mm -hmm. of things that you have in your background. Mm -hmm. And for the, for the past 20 years, I've coached entrepreneurs who are passionate about something. Uh, They're completely involved in their businesses. They love their clientele. They usually have characteristics where they live to serve. They're driven. Uh, Typically, they're incredible family people and completely devoted to their families. And this goes across a wide range of industries. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with all of that. Getting to speak with entrepreneurs for the last two years uh, around the world, Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely they're very passionate about what they do and how they go about doing it. And mm-hmm. it's just wonderful that there's somebody right in our backyard that's that's getting to do that on a local. I guess I assume a more local level. Uh, no, I do it nationally. nationally? I have okay. clients all over the United States. Now one in Canada, so we can call it international. Boom. Uh, the local people I work with directly face to face. If it's outside of the area, we get together by Skype, or sometimes they fly me in. Wow. Well, that that's that's phenomenal. Um, so when you were growing up, because this is the Dreamers podcast, when you were growing up, what was your childhood dream? Which one? <laughs> there were so many of them. Uh, one of my childhood dreams was to get the heck out of my house and do exactly what I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. Amen to that. I had a million interests, and having mom and dad around were not among them, although I love my parents dearly, and fortunately they're still here. <laughs> Um, but I have been involved uh, avocationally with 
uh, activities ranging from uh, collecting and using pre-World War II Victrolas and collecting opera records. I have over 5,000 of those. Wow. I sponsor arts projects, which I'm passionate about, including the founding of two symphony orchestras. Uh, I love antique cars. I drive around in a 1957 Dodge that I describe it as it's a cemetery because it's under perpetual care. <laughs> um, and I'm also a crazed photographer, and I travel around the United States going to events where people are passionate about something. And something has ranged anywhere from Trump rallies to nudist conventions to a brony convention. Um, I went to a hamburger festival. Uh, I've been to a Christian rock festival. Generally, I like to go to places where I'm the only one of me. <laughs> and I use traditional film equipment dating back 50-plus years, and I develop it all in my basement. Wow. I've wow. never had a negative crash. Wow. Well, that, Jim, that, that sounds amazing. Um, so what do, what do your dreams for the future look like now that we, we've gotten to know a little bit about what you do and where, you're, you, know, where you came from? What, what do your dreams for the future look like? My dreams basically are to help other people achieve their dreams along with mine. I want to take as many people as possible along my ride and being able to show them that not only can you have the business that you've always dreamed of, but you can have the resources to do anything you want to do avocationally. And it could be putting in the time with your kids so that you have great relationships in the future. In other words, there are many people who don't want to wind up as another stanza to Cat in the Cradle. <laughs> yeah, well, that, the, the, you know, and that's very important, right? When you look at the, the life of an entrepreneur, I mean, I just had my first baby, right? Congratulations. So, thank you. How thank old? You. Uh, she's 10 weeks. Oh, wonderful. So, like, I had to leave my wife tonight to be mm -hmm. here, which is a little sad, but it's okay. So, are you enjoying sleep deprivation? Um, it's tough, right? So, like, for me, it's... Um, I can deal with three hours of sleep. The problem is, is I need to sleep cycles. That's, mm -hmm. that's my problem, right? So if, if I wake up in the middle of an hour and a half worth of sleep, then I'm all kinds of messed up. Like, it's hard for me to focus and, and all that for a while. Just remember, REM is more than a group. Yes, it, it really much is. And uh, I absolutely love the fact that, uh, that I get to have her. And it's, it's funny, like, she's just noticing her hands. Oh. So for me, it's like, oh, this is awesome. Every day is like a new adventure. Um, but, yeah, the, the sleep part is a little, it's a little tough. Um, and I wasn't getting much sleep before this. Like, mm -hmm. I was only getting four or five hours a night because I was so busy focusing on my business to get to where I'm at today, going, you know, so I can go forward and make great things for the world. Uh -huh. um, so, yeah. But so what do you want to do with your business? I, will help, I help entrepreneurs, not just entrepreneurs, but business. I do business consulting and uh, all kinds of stuff, man, uh, from podcast, helping people get their podcasts off the ground to web design to dream mentoring, helping people you know, figure out what dream it is, speaking. Uh, I've written two books in a year. Uh, I'm That's also fantastic. a DJ. Like, man, I do a, a phenomenal amount of things in very little time. And the worst part about having a baby, the slowdown. Because it slows me down. I'm used to just do, 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 do. I got to go, 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 go. Can't do that. Um, so it's definitely been an adjustment for me. Maybe that's a blessing because that might be an opportunity to catch your breath and focus. Yeah, I, I have. I've had to readjust. Like I used to do five different podcasts. Now I do one podcast mm -hmm. because I had to bring it, bring it down, you know, so I could really focus in on the one thing I love and, and well, and the baby mm -hmm. and my wife and all that. So it's been... 
absolutely uh, a magical time and, and a rediscovery of everything that I love and focusing on, on those. Because, like I said, I do so many different things. And, the, and your daughter is going to make your life so much richer because those experiences are things that you're inevitably going to bring into your other activities. Yes, yeah. And, and you know, ex- especially um, creating the experiences for her, right? So getting to be home every day. I, I come from a family business, right? It was a very lucrative, it's, you know, nine-figure family business. And the thing with that is is you realize, like, the stress that comes more money, more problems, you know? It, mm-hmm. it, it really goes with that. So for me to, like, work from home and be able to be there and be there with her, is, is, it's, it's frustrating at times, right? Because I'm trying to get some stuff done. But at the same time, like, I get to be there for those experiences. And that's really I, – I can't ask for much more than that. Well, those experiences are irreplaceable. I, I would and agree. the single greatest regret that I have heard from uh, – Uh, leading entrepreneurs, people who are involved in startups, was the time that they missed from their families working 80-hour weeks. And certainly they might be able to say, you know, I came out of this with $5 million, $20 million, $50 million. But it was that chunk of time where I had to say no to my family that really hurt. And I think it's fantastic that you've made a great decision, probably the most important of your life, probably to, to dedicate it to your family and to your daughter. It's been, it was tough. It was tough, right? It wasn't an easy decision to walk away from a big, sprawling business. You know what I mean? Like, that's, t- that's the tough part. But the, but the rewards from it have been, you know, the people I've gotten to meet. I would have mm-hmm. never gotten to meet all these people, right? I've never, I would never be here, that's for sure. Um, so there's, there's more rewards and benefits than there is, you know, oh, I didn't make as much money as I would if I had just stayed there. But I'm not working... 65 to 70 hours a week with a lot of stress Uh and I get to do things I want to do I get to make the projects that I want to do I get to host the conference that I want to host you know what I mean and help people on my terms well that's you just took the words out of my mouth they're on your terms there's only one instance in your life that it will not be on your terms and that's your daughter oh I thought they were gonna say death (laughs) <laughs> because we don't get to decide that but mm-hmm. yeah so it, yes that's um it's it's absolutely wonderful and uh it, it definitely is inspiring for everything else that i got going on especially coming up as as i as i have more book projects and other mm-hmm. things going forward. what's the most exciting project that you have coming up uh so a very uh successful professor um see i'm not like classically educated i i didn't go to college or anything well autodidacts are usually the most interesting people (laughs) the uh so the thing is is i'm working on a book uh so my friend of mine dr jeff barnes is also named dr disneyland because he actually teaches a course in california about disneyland as a u.s history course Mm -hmm. it's a it's amazing anyway he wrote this book it's been very very successful and he asked me to co-author said book, uh, a children's version, because I also speak to kids at schools about how to dream. Hashtag how to dream. Mm-hmm. That's a, like hashtag how to dream. So, so yes, that's um, thank you very much. And uh, so that's that's the thing. So we, you know, utilizing that that child's mentality, and not the mentality. I mean, I obviously I'm not that much of a child, but the the um, the focus being on kids. He's a professor of history, right? Mm-hmm. So for him, it's like, 
not he can't make that connection to kids. He doesn't know how to write so a book you, for kids. So are you going to teach kids about making the taking the greatest risk in your life in middle age? Uh, well, we're, well, we're I think we're going to focus on the um, the attractions right of Disneyland because in his book it's called the Wisdom of Walt. And it's all about applying that to leadership, the wisdom of all to leadership. But we, I want to take it, uh, in it we're going to take it in a direction where we talk about stories of the, their favorite attractions and apply that to the um, to leadership as a kid, right? Seven to twelve year olds. That's what the goal is. Mm-hmm. is so that you know, it's, this isn't a children's book like like pictures or pop up or anything like that. But this is a book where kids could read it and really understand it. That's the goal. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that that's. I wasn't expecting to be interviewed on my own show, so thank you, Jim. That's that's the amazing Jim right there. Well, it's a very important lesson for kids to know, not only with the incredible vision and risk that Walt Disney had in that period, but you're able to show, thanks to the record, how each of the parts of Disneyland were constructed, and also what he learned from mistakes that he made in Disneyland that he co- uh, corrected when he built Disney World. Before, yeah, yeah. Well, before he passed, but yes. Although, es- essentially, he was the one behind Disney World, and then yeah. Roy finished it. Well, was it the, the quote goes, well, I wish Walt was here to see this. And they said he was. He, he did see it. That's why it's here. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. it's... <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um... But, Jim, I really appreciate you coming on Dreamers Podcast today here mm-hmm. live at Waterfront Ventures. Uh, it's been it's, – so far, it's been, it's been amazing. Uh, there's, like, a line out the door, which is, which is phenomenal. You throw a great event, people show up. That, that is quite true. Mm-hmm. That is quite true. Jim, thank you so much for, for coming on. And Joe, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Uh, my pleasure. <laughs> All right, and I'm back here with Alex. Alex, what's your last name? Gilbert. Gilbert. Alex, it's so nice to meet you here it's at the. Oh, uh, wa- well, thank you. Um, at the waterfront. Uh, yeah, waterfront event. Uh, adv- I keep want to say adventures because it is kind of adventurous, isn't it? It is. Um, yeah. So waterfront ventures and Alex, why don't you give some background about yourself and what you what it is that you do? Sure. Uh, so I work. I'm with a company called Red Queen. We enhance the video game experience through data-driven tools. So a tool is something that a player would use to gain insights into their strategies, understand how they can best uh, overcome challenges within the game, and uh, really enhance their video game experience. Mm. So people who make these tools have very few resources available to them. And what we're doing is giving them the resources they need to create incredible tools. Uh, right now, they can spend anywhere from $100 $200 a month just to host tools for the player community. Well, what we're doing is reducing that so that they really don't have to spend anything. We give them everything they need, uh, especially real-time data from the game, where we actually work with the game developers, get access to their data, and offer it to tool makers. So we're creating this great game environment where players can really experience the game in new ways through these great tools. So is that like, I mean, this is only because I'm a, a gaming nerd. Uh, oh, so great. is that like through Steam or through you, like Unity or so? Uh, not that everybody knows what either of those things are, but I was just curious personally. So eventually there's, there's definitely a potential to kind of partner through Steam and offer some things through Steam. Mm-hmm. But we've got our... Um, 
they've got a proprietary server and proprietary database that we're using to do this. So we are using Unity, as you mentioned. Um, this is a game development engine that's uh, very typical these days. Uh, so we're developing a plugin that will allow video game developers to easily configure what data they want to send us. We store that data on our database and make it easily accessible by people who want to make tools. Wow. Okay. So, so how did you get involved with with you know building tool or helping people? Uh, is it helping build, people build the resources for the tools? We're helping people make tools. So we make provide tools. the resources. Okay. Uh, well, I got involved in this uh, because my co-founder Dan. He created a toolkit called Ransom's Toolkit. This was for a game called Lords and Knights. Okay. It's a great mobile strategy game. Had over 2 million players on it. Wow. And um, what they found was players were spending hours and hours manually entering data into Excel spreadsheets. Uh, the game was a lot of fun, but this kind of gave the players some frustration. Dan realized that he was able to automate this process if he was able to work directly with Lords and Knights to get access to that data. So he did that and he started creating these awesome tools that 100,000 people started using, gaining new insights and loving the game even more because of them. He brought me on to help scale that business, try to figure out, hey, what games could, what other games could we do this for? What we realized is there's a bigger opportunity. Rather than do this ourselves, make, go to different games and make tools, we can let other people build these tools help them create their own experiences. And that's what we've been doing ever since. Wow. All right. That's, well, very cool. Very cool. Thank you. Um, so I got So because this is the Dreamers podcast, uh, we, we always ask, what was your childhood dream growing up? Uh, to play video games all day, every day. My man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so see, 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 like, that's awesome that it's, it's kind of have come full circle. Like you're still working with video games, even though, you're not playing video games all day, every day, but you probably are playing a lot. It's awesome. Uh, I don't get to play as much as I used to, but Overwatch just got released. Uh, it did two just days get ago. released. So I've definitely been playing some Overwatch. Did, did you purchase it already? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Was, I, I have it, but I did play the beta. Cool. A lot of, I, thought, I don't really like Team Fortress, so, but even still, I thought this was like really good, aside from the fact that there was no uh, sprint button. That's yeah. the only thing that's like, it irks me. It, it is kind of annoying. Some characters have a sprint. Yeah, but some characters. Do. I just want to keep hitting like L three and just run, <laughs> but it's not happening. No, I, I hear you. Um, so, what do your what do your dreams for the future look like with the company and with what your you know what your goals are? Um, so, right now, we're in the early stages. We have a lot of business development to do. We're meeting a lot of great people in the industry, figuring out where our, our partnerships lie. So um, the short-term goal is to really build out this marketplace um, by finding some key development partners. We've already got some, uh, some great people on board, such as Ghost Crab Games, uh, Zirality, as I mentioned, is a top 50 developer. Um, so really creating this, this platform that enables people to start making tools. I mean, it doesn't really matter what the end is like i mean sure we'd like to um end up being the next twitch or something like that but really <laughs> we want to help people c 
create a better game experience for everyone. And we really think that what we're doing has the potential to revolutionize the game space. And that's happening like every two weeks these days. Yeah, um, it does but seem we want to be, that be the, the next guys. <laughs> so, could you um, share how people can connect with you as well as the company? Sure. Um, I've got a really easy uh, to remember email address: alex at redqueen.us. Um, also on Twitter, Alex underscore Red underscore Queen. Uh, also go to our website, RedQueen.us. Awesome. Uh, drop me a line. Drop anybody a line. We're happy to talk to anybody. And uh, hey, if you want to just shoot me out a, mes- a message on Twitter and uh, talk about games, let's do it. That's well. That's part of your job, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, Alex, I really appreciate you coming here, uh, not just here, here, but uh, here, here, uh, like here, here. But, um, yeah, like, uh, I don't know what kind of humor that was, but it was some kind of humor. Uh, the <laughs> But coming here on Dreamers Podcast to talk about not just games, because something, you know, it's near and dear to my heart, but also, like, what you're doing and how you're going about doing it. Uh, it's it's absolutely wonderful to see people. I love when people are you know making their dreams come true, and especially when it's in the same vein as what they wanted to do as a kid. Oh yeah, There's, so, we're all passionate about this stuff. So most, thanks most a lot for having me. You're very welcome, Alex. Good Thank to meet you, you Joe. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and we're back uh, here at the. And I, I keep wanting to say Waterfront Adventures, but it's Waterfront Ventures. Uh, here in Camden, New Jersey. And right now I'm joined by Greg Starr. Greg, thanks for coming here, man. Thanks for having me. So um, so why don't you just get started by giving us some background about yourself and what you do. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I'm one of the founders of Carvertize. Um, uh, it's Carvertize, not Harvertize. Not um, yeah. What was the? I forget what the other one I was. I was thinking. I don't know. Maybe was. maybe one day Harvertize. You know, we'll <laughs> see. Um, but no, I've, I've always been interested in uh, economic development. Um, and, and economics and, uh, you know, uh, my partner, he was, he was saying like, Hey, you know, there's, um, a ton of money spent in advertising, right? Tons of money spent on billboards and, and TV and radio. Um, but you ever think about advertising on cars, right? Cars, you know, drive thousands of miles a month, right? There's millions of commuters out there. You know, what about the car as a, as a way to, to get your message out there for a company? And we did some research. We found that, right, like 10% of the, of the overall traffic volume in the world is, is with taxis and, uh, and buses, yeah, right? Yeah. And they have a lot of money that they make in advertising, right? So what we're doing is we're opening up the market to the other 90% of the traffic volume and letting companies put their messages on those, on those, on those vehicles, right? On the other side of it, too, is that we, we use everyday people who are already commuting, and we pay them to put ads in their own cars, essentially. So it's a way for not only companies to get uh, a new way of advertising – but also for people to earn extra money for literally just driving what they're, that they're already doing. They're already driving. Why not get paid for your commute? So, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I love this idea. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's easy to see why you call it car advertising. And it's easy now. to see while you, why you are a panelist here yeah. at waterfront ventures, uh, today. So, okay. Uh, so like, how did you guys, like, what, what was the first, some of the first steps you guys took, like, once you made that step of, like, okay, yeah. we're going to do this? So, so, so one thing I did, uh, which I, I recommend all other entrepreneurs do, is um, you, you always need people in the community you're in to kind of accept what you're doing, right? You need to get community stakeholders at your back. So what I did is I just I looked at people on Google. I, I searched uh, important people in the region, um, and uh, I just looked at people on the boards of nonprofits, universities. And I just reached out to them and asked for, you know, mentorship, essentially. I said, look, got this new company, got this cool idea. You know, we have a couple clients, but we really don't know what this can be. 
can you take 10 minutes to talk? And sent it out to like 50 people. I got in touch with three people who to this day I'm very close with. And that kind of just started, that's where things happening. One of them introduced us to our first client, which is ShopRite. Um, another one introduced us to another client. Another one helped us raise money down the line. And so just kind of getting in front of the right people and convincing them um, that this is something that could be beneficial uh, from a, you know, a technology disruption potential. But there's also economic developments to seeing us succeed, right? If you get you know, Camden, for example, where we are, if we had like thousands of residents in Camden, uh, Camden getting paid, earning money that they didn't have before for just driving and commuting, it's a win-win for everybody. Okay, so, okay, so there's so many questions here. So the question I have is, uh, are we talking about wraps for the car? Yeah, or? De- decal sticker. Decals. We put it on the sides and back window. Okay, okay. So it's not magnets. No. So they can't just be ripped off and stolen. No, nope, nope. They're decals. I mean, you could technically rip a decal off, but it's yeah. not as easy as just running, you know, a kid being like, whoop, got yeah, your magnet. Yeah. We, we also match people with brands they like, right? So if you're an Eagles fan, right, and you haven't, you're getting paid to advertise for the Eagles, you know, you're really going to want to rip it off. And it's that, it's that kind of uh, synergy we try to create. I mean, I find it really hard that the Eagles would want. I mean, do, is the Eagles one of your clients? No, we were talking to them, but oh, you well, know, you can always talk to everybody, man. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's just an beauty. example of a, of a brand matching people with brands they like. Right, 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 right. So they want to have it on their car yeah. because they have a connection with yeah. it. They make that. They make that. And, and they're know, getting and it paid. Gives them the feels, yeah. as these yeah. kids say these days. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. So, how long have you guys been doing this? Uh, three years three years wow so are you guys actually the ones doing the wraps or, or, or the decals or you you just sub we, it we, out to we outsource else? it but we trained our own people to wrap the cars so we can when we first started took two days to wrap a car now it takes uh, 40 minutes wow wow so we have okay. a process that's smooth and efficient wow okay yeah. okay so so how much money could somebody make for getting their car yeah. like carvertized we, we pay a hundred dollars a month hundred dollars a month wow yeah. okay we've, we've paid out over uh, three hundred thousand dollars in payments to people in the community for just for just what they're already doing. So you said a hundred dollars a month, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's not bad. Twelve hundred bucks a year just for doing what you're already going to be doing. Yeah, it's the, it's the most passive way to make consistent income. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it, Greg. So since this is the Dreamers podcast, what was your dream growing up? I wanted to be in the NBA. The uh, NBA? <laughs> that didn't work. Well, you're out. pretty tall. I mean, you could have made it, right? Like five I mean, nine. You're only 5'9"? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, you're not 5'9", are you? Five, yeah. Really? Because I'm like 6. You're taller than me. Six one. Am I? Well, I'm standing quite a distance away from yeah, you. Yeah. So I, I guess that's the case yeah. where I, um, I didn't happen no, to but, notice. No, but it's your question. I, I, you know, I dreamed when I was growing up, but uh, I'm, you know, I'm always consistently dreaming about you know, what's next. And I think, I think dreaming is important. I think visualizing is very important. Visualizing your dreams and, and uh, following up on action to kind of make it into reality. So. I, I would agree. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. So what do your dreams for the future look like now that you're, you know, you're, you're a six-figure business? Well, you've been a six-figure business, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Well, we, we, have still, we still have a long way to go in terms of uh, creating this industry and making this have kind of acceptance in the market. Right now, it's still very new. People don't know about it. There's not even a name for this type of thing, right, which right. we're trying to make is carvertizing, right? Um, you, so need adverti- you need carvertizing for carvertizing. Yeah, that's, yep. that's what you need. Do yeah. you guys have any wraps? We're, yeah, we, okay. yeah, we're, we're, okay, that's we're, good. We're we're starting to, to kind of kick it up, but um, but yeah, so still a long ways to go here. But uh, in general, um, you know, I think that that's where the focus is for now is just kind of continuing to, to grow this and, and see where it can go. No, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it, man. Um, how much does it cost for a sponsor to like get to involved? Advertise? 
Ten, how much? For an advertiser? For an advertiser. Yeah, so it costs anywhere between um, three fifty per car per month and like five hundred. Okay. Um, okay. So essentially, like for a billboard, you can get depending on where it is, you can get between ten to fifteen cars, ten to fifteen mobile cars. Wow. In your in a targeted community. Uh, we also put a GPS in each car, which I already mentioned that tracks and provides analytics. Uh, see, that was my other question. How do you know if I'm? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to wrap my car, but I don't. Only, I don't. I'm an entrepreneur and I work from home now, so yeah, I don't yeah. need to drive anywhere. Yeah. So that that data and the, the analytics we can provide is something that other channels in the space really don't put an emphasis on. So that's something that with our clients, um, they they've liked. And we work with companies like Jefferson uh, Hospitals, a client, Discover, Shoprite. Wow. States states are huge for us because. Uh, it's almost an economic development pitch, right? You're paying the taxpayer to advertise for their, their own government, right? It makes perfect sense. Wow. So there's a lot, a lot of cool synergies uh, uh, happening right now. No, I love it, love it, love it. Um, so, so, all right, so wh- wh- where, where, are we, where are we going from here, man? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I think we're going to try to own the region, right? That's the first thing. The way historically new channels come to market uh, it's a regional place, so um, just kind of build up regionally here in the Philadelphia DMA. And then once the model gets proved out enough, then we can start to scale to other cities and, and locations around the country. Um, but, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, could you, why don't you tell everyone how they can get in touch with you and, and get, with, uh, get yeah. in tune with uh, Carvertize? Yeah, so I would, I would encourage everyone to check out our Facebook page, Carvertize. And uh, if you're interested in becoming a driver, we have over 30,000 people that are interested. So you could join the, the many. 30,000 people? 30,000 and, and counting. We get like another 100 every day um, who want to wow. do this. Um, so Carvertize.com has all the information. And if you want to be a brand partner as well, uh, that's where the place is to go, Carvertize.com. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much, Thank Greg, you. for taking the time to come Thank on you. Dreamers Podcast. This is uh, great. You're welcome back anytime you want. Just yeah. uh, hit me up on my Yeah, I got, some, I got some stories. We'll, we'll talk after this. But I got yeah, some, yeah. I mean, I this is just an abbreviated <laughs> interview that I normally do on the Dreamers Podcast. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I would love to, to, to get some <laughs> more stories. Somebody just smacked him on the butt as he walked by. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. Yes. It's, yeah. Not uh, me, but Greg. <laughs> somebody, got, somebody got Greg. Yeah. Right, right in the rear. Yeah. Um, it was probably well-deserved. <laughs> term, term of endearment, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Uh, yes. So thank you again, Greg. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I would love to have you on the show again sometime. Yeah. Um, I, I assume you're around here in South Jersey? Yeah, Wilmington. So it's pretty Wilmington. close. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah I'm not far from I'm in, yeah. like, Clarksboro. Okay, so, great. Like, exit 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, probably, you passed right by my house to get here. <laughs> Thanks again, cool. Greg. Thank you. All right, uh, we're back here at Waterfront Ventures, not Adventures, as I've been uh, so wanting to say this whole time. Uh, I'm here with Dan Roten from HopeWorks over in North Camden, yep. uh, which he was just telling me about this this awesome stuff. So I'm, I'm not even going to try to uh, explain it all <laughs> from the beginning, but why don't you um, introduce yourself and, and give some background about HopeWorks? Yeah, and it's great to be here today. Thanks for yeah, talking to me. No, I, I appreciate you coming over and, and wanting to talk. Now, listen, listen. So, I mean, what we do at HopeWorks is we work with young people 14 to 25, especially young people who have faced lots of adversity, young people who are homeless, young people who have been trafficked, young people are coming out of the justice system, people who have failed often, right? They've been told they can't do school. They've been told they can't do English. They can't do math. One thing no one's ever told them, though, is that they can't code. (laughs) Right? <laughs> so we bring them Love in, it. and that's how we engage them, right? We teach them how to do website design and development. We teach them how to do geographic information systems, relational databases. And as they're building their first web solution, you know, when you build an interactive website for a company, 
English 101 isn't so scary, right? So we help them get <laughs> reconnected to learning, get, get their GED, get into college, stay in college. We're also working with them while they're building their tech skills about the patterns that maybe have gotten in their way in the past, right? The thing, why they haven't been successful before. We help them face that. Once they're done training with us, they can work for us. So we have three businesses, website design development, geographic information systems, and Salesforce that do about $350,000 of revenue each year. Wow. Each or total? Each. No, total. Oh, total. Okay. That's still awesome. That's say It works yeah, for us. Yeah. Because that gives us the freedom. We don't, they don't just work for us. We pay them, right? Between $10 and $17 per hour. Wow. And they can work for us. Or we have over 15 partner organizations all over the region that also pay our interns to work for them. So our young people have real marketable skills, paid, paid experience, and once they're working for us and going to school, if they need to, they can live with us. We have a residence where they can live for up to two years while they're wow. working and going to school in a supportive setting. Love it. Yeah, and I mean the exciting part for us is what you have is you have young people who've messed up, young people who've made mistakes, young people who have some real skills. Some people might say that's the profile of a young person in trouble, but what I could have also described <laughs> is a tech entrepreneur. Yeah, well, right? yeah, most definitely. Yeah, someone I, who I messed was up. Not, I was not good at school growing up because uh, right. I didn't do the homework because I was too busy playing video games and messing right. with computers. And, you know, so I, I definitely identify with that heavily because web, building websites and stuff is something I've been doing since I was about six, seven years old. So, you know, messing with computers, that's in my DNA. Uh, so I definitely identify with that. Yep. And, and that's really the magic, right? Young people find an opportunity in a field. Tech doesn't care where your tattoos are. Yeah, no, tech, they do not. Tech doesn't care what your GPA was How in your Western is. Lit, right? <laughs> what they care is can you do the work? And we have young people who can. And what we're looking for and continue to look for now is young people who want to partner with us to mentor our youth, give our youth opportunity, and just show them that lots of successful entrepreneurs built their success on failure. Right? Now, now, I wanted to um, – you mentioned earlier – and. I, do you, I don't know if you mentioned it on the show or not, but the uh, how it all got started. Yeah. So essentially back in 2000, Father Jeff put off our founder. A couple Father of, Jeff. Father so Jeff. So this is, this is forward thinking from 2000 when computers were just starting to come into the home. Absolutely. As like, oh, this is a thing that we can afford and should have in the house. Right. And Father Jeff put off is associate pastor at Holy Name Parish in North Camden. And they have a problem. There's kids hanging out on the corner. There's kids not going to school. What do you do with kids? So he gets together with some other folks in the, in the area, in North Canada, some two other pastors. What do kids like? Kids like computers. Nobody knew what they were doing. <laughs> Day before CopeWorks opened, they were still trying to, how to figure out how to hook up the monitors to the CPUs. But one thing we always say at HopeWorks, right? Learn to learn, right? And Father Jeff and the founders of HopeWorks did exactly that. They figured it out. They entered the field of web design right when it was growing. And HopeWorks has been growing ever since. Just this year, we were named the 2016 uh, Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce Nonprofit of the Year. Wow, that's that's phenomenal. Congratulations on yeah. that. How long have you been with, with the organization, Dan? So I've been with HopeWorks about four years wow. now. Yep. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And what, what's your position there now? So I'm the executive director. So wow. I took over from Father Jeff, really helping his baby grow up. So you're not the founder, but you're the, you're the guy. I, well... I would say I'm the guy that gets to watch other people be awesome. When you yes. climb up, when you use stairs to climb up to the second floor, you don't give credit to the stairs, right? <laughs> I'm the stairs, right? Our youth are the ones who are doing the work. And definitely. And that's how we do here on Dreamers Podcast with, uh, you know, highlighting other people and what they do. And not it's not just about me and what I do, yeah. but, but highlighting other people. So, uh, no, I, I absolutely love what you're doing. And I, I would love to, you asked me before the show, to, yeah. to 
maybe get in, come and get involved. And I would absolutely love to come and get involved with my with my IT background. I have friends, uh, actually one of one of my good friends, and BJ. I'm calling you out again because you still haven't been on my show. <laughs> Such a good friend of mine. Uh, he uh, he actually runs uh, game jams every wow. single week out over in Philly in uh, Old, Old City. Yeah, okay. like right, but right next to Independence Mall. Is it Mall or Hall? Mall, mall we'll say yeah. Independence Mall. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, he and because uh, he, he owns his own game company mm. uh, that makes develops uh, iPhone games and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I you know I'd love to try to get him involved, even though I can't even get him involved in this. We'll work together. Uh, I on think it. I think it would be a great <laughs> opportunity for him uh, to be able to give back, uh, even though he's a, a big superstar in the in the gaming world. But um, but yeah, so that, that's absolutely wonderful. I love awesome. I love what you're doing. Um, as a you know again as a tech, <coughs> excuse me, as a tech person. Mm. As a tech person in background, um, you know, it pulls at my, my heartstrings. And I love the idea of being able to give back to kids that want to learn right. how to how, – I'm already losing my voice here uh, – want to learn how to do things with computers and, and all that. So, yeah, I, I would absolutely love to come, and whether it's to talk or to help teach some kids how to – do you know do stuff within you know building code or or with it working within wordpress or building a podcast or because i've done i've taught kids how to build a podcast um over wow. at holy trinity uh, regional school in yeah. westville so so yeah so i have the background to do it it's let's just a matter it. of let's like let's make it happen um dan this is the dreamers podcast so what was your your dream growing up so uh my dream growing up was that was to have a steady job now, Come on, it had to be more than that. No, but it wasn't. But And that's kind of the point, right? And the reason it wasn't bigger than that is because I hadn't seen more than that. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Now, I can think bigger, right? And that's what we're trying to do with our young people, right? Now, my dream is a Camden that's the tech hub for the entire region that is built well, you guys on, do have fiber you- in your town. <laughs> and we, you know, I live just like 10 miles away from Camden and... I can't get fiber in my in my town. So And we're using uh, it, man. Yeah, and you should because believe me, when I'm uploading every time I go to upload a video to my YouTube file it's at ten like ten megabits per second. It's like I have a hundred and thirty down, but ten up and it's just like it's just daggers in my heart and I don't have any now now with that said Verizon and their whole strike thing, I like it stinks all around, but but the idea of fiber, whether it's Verizon or it's Google right. or it's whoever, like mm-hmm. this is the future. Let's, come on, Comcast. Let's get there. I'm talking to you. Let's, let's, get, let's there. get there. Come on, <laughs> we can do it. We got we can build buildings in, in Philly that that are taller than any other building in the city. Let's let's, let's, let's get do the something. service. Yeah, up. exactly. Let's expand our minds and expand like everything. Yep. You know that's where the internet uh, thrives. So, um, Dan, what what are your plans for the future with HopeWorks? So right now we serve about 300 youth every year. Within the next three years, we're going to triple that. Do you have 300 kids every year? Yep. Wow. Uh, and that's youth getting trained, getting their Salesforce admin certification, get sustainable jobs and education. We're going to triple that. Uh, and we're going to triple the number of internships we're offering. We're going to triple our revenues so we can employ more young people. That's where we're going. And uh, what we're looking for is people to kind of help pull the oars with us. 
I, I I love that. Yeah, definitely something I definitely want to get involved with awesome. and, and help out uh, any way I can. So definitely, let's make that happen. Uh, Dan, I really appreciate you taking the time to come over, come all the way across from uh, the other side of the hall here, and uh, to 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 be and and so thankful that you're um, one of your your I, what do you call them students or interns interns. One of your interns came over here and introduced himself, and we were talking about podcasting and and all that, a whole bunch of different things, and then you know let me know that you know Hobart. well i couldn't hear him at the time but he, i could as i thought he said um something to do with oprah oh wow yeah i was like wait well i don't know that oprah would care who i am or whatever but um maybe <laughs> and then he's like no 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 hope works and i was like oh okay and then he brought the card over so yeah so I, it, obviously what you guys are doing over there is is wonderful and uh I, i'm looking forward to to getting involved and and broadcasting you know from there and and being a part uh to you know to bring more um bring more attention to it do, do you know if there's a lot if there's other places that have taken what you guys are doing and because they've got to be one of the first i would think we like are 2000 it's got that's we, we are gotta be pretty cutting edge we've been invited to replicate and expand elsewhere so um so there's nobody like us but uh wow. we're looking to change that yeah and there should be more i mean because there's plenty of areas that are are, are hidden by you know hit by hard times or by um just you know things that people shouldn't be doing right and or and they're growing up and kids are growing up in situations that they you know doesn't allow them to dream big and and win as my as my book is my second book's called but but that's the point right so like helping those kids figure out what it is that they want to do and and if can you know working in the computer and the tech world is what something that they feel passionate about then this is amazing that there's a way and and the best part is is um you guys are even offering to take kids you know interns in to to have them to give them a place to stay exactly so so they can have somewhere that is safe for them so it's not like they come in and then they leave and you hope that they come back no we know it can come back yeah so it it, it, no that's really good to have a safe place for them Awesome. That's, that's awesome. So thank you again, Dan. I really, Thanks for really taking appreciate the time. It. Of course, of course. Anytime, man. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.